Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Why your business needs video. We have yet to talk about video on our show, and today we have a special guest, Jessie Sanfilippo from Shagalippo, and she is a YouTube-er. <laughs> YouTube-er, YouTube phenomenon, YouTube profesh. Well, I thought you were going to add a little something different to that fesh part. I, I was all, uh, I, I thought about it, and then yeah. I decided against it. Thank you. But welcome to the Indie Parent Podcast. You can catch a new show from us every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And tonight we are having our very first guest ever. Woo! Welcome! Welcome, Jesse. Hey, guys. How are you? We're great. How are you? I'm doing so good. Um, if you're not familiar with Jessie, we're going to have her say a little bit about what she does. She's a she's a blogger like us, but then she is mostly into video, and she's going to help us and you with some tips and some good information and uh, share a little bit of her backstory. So, Jessie, please just dive into, you know, this is this show is for indie parents. We'd like to hear, like, what you do as an indie parent, how you got started, and then how it led to video. Yeah, so um, before I became a parent, I guess it kind of needs to go a little bit back to that era of time. Uh, Before I became a parent, I was in the radio industry. I programmed radio and helped with production and imaging for a station out in Phoenix. And I really, really loved it um, because it was such a creative field. And then I had a baby and it all got zapped away. Um, No, it didn't all get zapped away. But, you know, things change. Your body changes. Your all all of your brain changes a little bit. You switch into a different gear. So I had my little bundle of joy and I just loved spending time with him. And I was fortunate enough to stay home with him. And I got to a point where our family was spread out across the whole entire world. And I said, these newfangled bloggy things are great back in 2008. And so I started a blog, like many mommy bloggers or parent bloggers kind of start as sort of a brag book, or at least back in the day, they started as a brag book. These are the milestones and look at this cute thing they did and all of that sort of thing. So I did that for a few years and fell into a groove of finding, you know, rediscovering that cord of creativity. And I figured, hey, I don't necessarily have to talk about my baby. You know, everybody kind of gets it. Okay, he's cute. He's growing up. Phones still exist. Shocker, I know. You can still make phone calls and tell your family how uh, the little one is growing. And so I decided to switch gears into, it was always humor-based, but I switched more into humor about pop culture, a little bit of parenting, you know, just sort of like the web was exploding with social media and things like that. And there were all of these hilarious things that were coming out of it or not hilarious things that you could make hilarious. 
So I, I started to just do a lot more uh, visual graphics, um, you know, with graphic design and listicles and all of that really visual, easily consumed content um, just on my site. And obviously, I got into a groove and joined some influencer networks, things like that, so that I could start to monetize those things. I ran ads on my site. I was activated to work in campaigns doing sponsored content. And um, I soon realized that I had access with this beautiful platform called YouTube, where I could sort of adapt the experiences I had with radio, which is obviously not visual. That's all, you know, face for radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we know the joke. Um, (laughs) So I, I realized I could adapt some of those skills and the things that I was doing, and I could translate them to video. And I had a platform and resources available to me in terms of hardware and equipment and things like that, where I could make these things um, just to present my my interests, my comedy, my content in a fresh new way. Um, and I guess that brings us to right now, where I'm back on the radio, and it, it <laughs> failed miserably for me. Um, no, but that, you know, that's sort of like a fast track, you know, without all the details and the ebbs and flows of everything, but um, sort of the history of me with the internet. It's so good. Hey, thanks, Scott. Hey, thanks, Amy. <laughs> so, Jesse, can you give us sort of an idea of what your typical, and I'm using like air quotes for typical, you can see that because we're on I video, but them, the people yeah, but listening can't, can't, people can't, can't see that. I what is your like typical book. day? Like when, you know, I mean, it's all going to differ, but I think that our other indie parents love to hear what the hell other people get up to because yeah. all of our days look so different. Totally. So um, I, I am also in a phase, I'll say that my typical day in the life now is vastly different than summer break and before my child was in full day school. Oh, yeah. Um, so what it is now, and I'll give a little contrast to how I balanced it when I had a small toddler around the house that, that didn't go outside of the house for any period of day. But as of now, you know, I wake up in the morning, I get my child ready, you know, breakfast, I almost had lunch, we eat lunch at, at 9 a.m. <laughs> um, I, you know, I get my kid up, I get him ready, I get him off to school, and I literally, I dive right in. The first thing I do when I plug in, I check my email and respond to anything that's pressing, and then I put it away. I close it out um, just because nine times out of ten, nothing is going to be important enough to distract me, and it just is a distraction. Um, And then what I do is, you know, I personally, I'm uploading video content three times a week. So what that means for me is I usually two or three days a week because I I can't create beforehand and like have a bunch of things, you know, what am I trying to say? You can't work ahead. Yeah, I can't work ahead. Yeah, Yeah, I'm terrible at working ahead. Um, Being ahead of the game is like, I can't. Also, I've developed one of my series in the least. One of my series is very dependent on a weekly response situation. I'll kind of get into what that series is. But um, for the most part, I wake up and if, and I hit the concept, I have a digital stack of information and treatments and ideas and concepts that just I grow onto and I dedicate about an hour of my time to thinking about what to create a video about. And then 
you know, like I said, two or three times a week, I am setting up all of my equipment. Well, I have to get ready. I get ready very rarely, but when I do get ready, I'm it's because I'm filming a video. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get ready. I I set everything up, get all of my equipment if I need any props for what I'm going to be doing. Um, I gather those and I try to really streamline my time because I have six hours from the time my child leaves that that front door threshold to the time he returns to that front door threshold. So it's really, really important for me to take advantage of that time where I have a quiet house. It's like I have a quiet set. curious to hear when you started doing video how did it elevate your quote business or your brand or your goals how did it change from just just writing or just having a website to doing video well it really did you know we we live very much in an era and I was starting to identify that we're living in an era of especially digital content where um influencer is a more powerful um, asset in in terms of working with people and sort of establishing establishing yourself as an entity as an influencer rather than a which is terrible to say when I'm talking to Mom Spark, which is like a resource, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, I, I was very much seeing the shift of interest to influencers or like celebrity, which I think is a disgusting word, <laughs> but. Um, and and I knew that that video was an opportunity to become more of a personality and to portray more of that personality and that connectivity because when you can see someone's face and you can see how they say things, you know, maybe that you've even writ, read, read, writ, I was going to say read in. You've even read it <laughs> on a paper. You've seen it on the page. She did finish school, folks. I promise. I she know. did. I did. I do have a diploma. Don't worry, guys. Um, (laughs) no, but like, I, I really did. I saw that there was this, you know, and, and it had existed for a long time before I identified, I'm not saying like I unearthed the, the world of YouTube. Um, but when I discovered it and discovered the impact and all of that, making video became something where I could portray myself. I could portray information. I could portray content, um, in a way that was, much more valuable because there was so much more connectivity um, between the audience and the, the, the product or, you know, the content that opened a lot of doors for me in terms of shifting, you know, very directly revenue became, you know, I think it was what 2000 middle of 2013 was when people are starting, we're starting to say next year's the year of video. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for anyone that's worked in the blogging world or, um, any kind of digital publishing world really saw that shift of interest, you know, from paid brand activations to just generally like, I want to watch a two minute YouTube video instead of read a 500 word post. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I I really kind of saw that happening and started with my weekly Wednesday series, which is called Answer and Stuff, where I asked the internet to ask me questions about a certain topic. And then I 
entertainingly respond to them. No information whatsoever. Full disclosure. And so I started that as, you know, a way to start video, start it in an engaging, directly engaging intention. You know, I wanted people to be as much a part of it as I was a part of creating it um, or producing it um, for them to consume. So, you know, I started with that and just sort of snowballed and I've seen a huge, I've had more of an engaged experience with my audience and more of an interest from the business side um, with my video work than I had in the, um, you know, five years I was doing written and visual stuff. So, right. So for, you know, a lot of our listeners are they're they are they're business owners of various different things so not just not just blogging or mm-hmm. they may not be like you know looking to be a talent themselves or right. an influencer themselves how can video elevate and i'm not talking about video commercials things like that that's mm-hmm. totally a different arena but like periscope videos and mm-hmm. um just little videos on facebook or on youtube what are the benefits of doing these videos? And and maybe you've talked about that a little bit, like it increases engagement and things mm-hmm. like that. But like, say I'm a, um, I have a retail store and I sell clothes. How can video elevate my Facebook page or uh, should I create a YouTube page? You know, that's, I guess I'm trying to like relate to those people who mm-hmm. are in different lines of work and how video could still elevate their business. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, if you you know, you pay attention to any, I know, I know you've experienced some success with Facebook, Facebook video natively Mm -hmm. uploaded there. I've done the same. Um, it's, it's very much a tool. It's a, it's a great tool for, you can showcase your products in, in a way that is engaging, you know, you kind of said in not in a non-commercial way. Um, but I think that there is definitely a way that you can balance, something that is organically delivered Mm -hmm. that has a commercial uh, intent. So, you know, having one of the cute, say you own a boutique, you know, it's a brick and mortar boutique and you have really cute, adorable clothes and you have these cute, spunky, like young 20 something girls that work at your boutique. Uh, Obviously it's women's clothes. And, um, you know, you have them, you do like little short Instagram videos or periscope them, you know, quote unquote, unboxing the new shipment that came in. You're generating interest and you're kind of, you're adding that human element Mm -hmm. to something that in the past has been very, very detached as like the man and the people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Businesses very much, in my opinion, um, even a decade ago, were very segregated from like, the everyday man. It was like, you know, target is now part, very much a part of personal narrative. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, it's a light, like target is a lifestyle for basic white women. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) whereas before it was like, target is this big corporate place that I buy toilet paper from. Mm -hmm. And now it is like, where I fall. Now it's my vacation. It's my Maui. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So and I think that we have social media to thank for that. Exactly. And yeah, so I totally got off, you know, track. No, I from think that we you made about, a but... good point. 
really ultimately social media and and more casual videos and when i say commercial i mean like tv commercials right. you know that's a, that kind of video is completely different because there is a loss of connection there even when you have the owner in a tv commercial it never feels like you can really connect because you can't really reply to a tv commercial Mm -hmm. on your tv and so social media kind of opens the back door so you can kind of come in and have a direct relationship with a brand or a small uh, business owner and then you as the business owner can connect really easily to your customers and Mm -hmm. video is a way to increase that level right. so that you are you can have your face on it or you can show your products in more a casual way and, and if you approach it for, from a more casual way then people like you they, they like it more right. they they like to see that like raw you know footage you know so to speak yeah uh, more casual and so yeah i think that that's that's a good reason to want to do video it's just another way to connect with your customers i think right. that video too especially for um, a brand that isn't specifically online, like even for retail or some other sort of in-person service-based business, it's another way to break down that wall even more than a tweet or a Facebook update or a photo can do because mm-hmm. people can feel like they're actually like talking to you Yeah. because you can, again, it, keeping it casual, it doesn't have to be like the, and this is my mortgage firm. Come on down. Yeah. Yeah. Come on down and get an arm. Yeah. <laughs> Country and Western mortgage firm, apparently. Um, But, you know, it's a different way of communicating with your audience in a way that just lets them know that you're people. Like, and I say that in some of the courses that I do, too, or the trainings, and it's like, you have to show that you are people. You're actual people, not just a big, like, blank brand that wants all your money. Like, Mm -hmm. I think a video is another way to show that you can connect with your customers in an actual friendship sort of way. Right. Rather than just like advertising at them, they're like yeah. a part of it. They're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so here leads to another question I have. Do you feel like it's important if you begin video that your actual face is on video? Or because what if you're not comfortable doing that, but you want to get into video? Is it okay to just shoot your products or maybe you making something. I mean, I, you, we see a lot of these, I make them too, the videos where you just put something together, you know, with your hands and my face is never on the video. But do you feel like, you know, if you're trying to connect with your audience, it's still important to have your face be in the video, even if you're uncomfortable? I th- I think, well, I think yes and no. I mean, obviously the, the comfortability level is very uh, apparent yes, on camera. Exactly. I mean, you can yeah. really, really tell if somebody just like does not know what the hell to do yes. with their hands or their face or yes. how to inflect or, you know, that they're not good at being scripted and they're not good at, at improvising dialogue. Like video is very on camera. Um, video is a very, very, um, takes a very particular type of person and not everybody is going to be that person. And, um, so I don't think that you should, I think there's a way to, I mean, here's a perfect example, um, that I can think of just off the top of my head. Sweet Ams. She does the cookie mm-hmm. decorating, right? You genius. very, she's, she's, she's a she, sweet genius. Love her. She's a sweet genius. <laughs> that Ams. Um, she very rarely is on camera. Mm -hmm. It's all, um, you know, it's all hand movements and, and product 
you know, focused. And I think that that's great. And again, that is very applicable to an internet based, you know, experience type thing. But, you know, going back to that boutique retail situation, if you had clothes that you wanted to showcase, you don't necessarily have to be like, hi, my name's Jess and I own the uh, super cute boutique and this is the new shirts we got it. I mean, you don't have to force yourself to be in that uncomfortable situation. There are ways and there are, um, you know, either if it's something that you have the talent or the skill or interest in learning to shoot something like that for yourself and get the equipment to have on hand so it can be a spontaneous thing or hiring someone local in your trade, you know, in that trade that can execute those things for you, you know, don't, don't be afraid or don't feel like crippled by it. I know a lot of people that I've talked to have been like, I want to start video, but dear God, I cannot be on camera. I Mm -hmm. look like a fumbling, bumbling idiot and I can't, I, I just can't do it. And a lot of times I say, well, what is it you want to convey? What do you want to share in your video? And then how can you adapt that to totally omit the my camera, my face looking at a camera lens element, but still achieve that same messaging, that same content, that same, you know, entertainment value. And a lot of times there's ways to do it. I mean, um, you know, sometimes you watch a documentary that's nobody's talking. There's not even voiceover or narrative. It's all just music and beautiful shots of things, trees or mountains, or I guess it's a wilderness documentary. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just go with it. This is my trees and mountains boutique. (laughs) Yeah. But that's, I mean, that is the one thing that I love so much about video is the versatility behind it. You can tell a story, you can share information in so many different ways. You know, it's a very, artistically flexible medium. So really what you're saying is you can work around your strengths and weaknesses with video, mm-hmm. but maybe Absolutely. it, but, but it also takes some practice to be comfortable. Right. Like maybe you, you know, you do have the potential to do it and be comfortable mm-hmm. in, in front of the camera. And so it's a little bit of balance between those, like do what you do well now, but maybe practice you know, video is not easy. It's it's not easy it's not. To, to come across comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so because if you come across comfortable, then the audience will come will be comfortable watching mm-hmm. you. Because like you said, if someone's really awkward, you can tell that they're tense. And, and then you're and just awkward, like, and then you're just like, like, you don't even want to watch like it. Watching a train wreck. Yes, right. you don't even want to watch it. You right. Know, like, unless it's like I on look, a blooper reel or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I look back and I mean, I know I'm like the best at it right now, guys. But, the best. you know, <laughs> the best. I look back at my first and I was like, fair at best. No, I mean, I look back at some of my first videos and oh, they are brutal. It's yeah. brutal to watch. And, you know, I've been doing video weekly pretty much for coming up on two whole years. Right. And um, that's a lot of practice. That's a lot of practice. And, you know, a lot of times I think that some people might feel the pressure when they're diving into video and they want to do the on-camera um, aspect of it or type of delivery that they're like, oh, I have to publish everything that I do on camera. You don't have to publish. Right. You can sit in your house for 12 hours straight, record a whole bunch of you talking at the camera, and then just just be self-studious about it. Study what you're doing. Study and and look at it for as if you were not you. Right. And be like, see what makes you cringe about yourself. See what, 
Um, you know, don't be hypercritical. Like don't, you know, dig a hole in the backyard and eat Ben and Jerry's the rest of your life, but definitely, um, be open to criticizing yourself in a healthy way so that you can better yourself. Don't depend so much on the criticism of outsiders because everyone's going to have a different opinion on what, what is good and what is bad. Unless there's someone that you really trust, uh, their opinion to watch it and, you know, give some helpful feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've noticed on my older videos is that I felt like my personality was kind of like stuffed down. Mm-hmm. Like the way I was in person wasn't necessarily the way I was on camera. I was trying too hard to like fit what I thought people would want to see. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a mistake. I think you should Definitely. be totally yourself. If you're silly and that's part of your, your nature, then that should be included in your videos because mm-hmm. it will come across so naturally that way. Right. Yeah. People will meet you in person and be like, who are you? Yes. Who are you? You are very different from the lady <laughs> on the videos. One of the yeah. best compliments you can get is you're exactly how I imagined you yes. when they meet yeah. you in person. So try and to I remember that. Yeah, especially when you start to build a video presence, if you will. We're doing a lot of air quotes and no one can see that. But yeah, I mean, especially when you're developing a video presence, that is, you know, I've gone to conferences and, you know, just meeting people, you know, either new other creators that you're going to collaborate with or things like that. And that is, like you said, the highest compliment you can get is, wow, you are exactly like you seem in your videos and it's like yes nailed it you know and and that also makes you more approachable i think because people feel like they've already kind of know you Mm -hmm. even if you're just you're not a web personality you're just a business owner people feel like they already kind of know you because they watch you on video and you're have a more welcoming personality that's really truly you you're not Mm -hmm. just trying to sell something and so people can approach you and are probably more likely to consume your content or consume your products and and um talk about you to other people. It works in things like retail too, because I used to have a clothing store and people would come in because they were like, oh, I saw your Instagram post Mm -hmm. and oh, I'd seen your picture and oh, I'd seen this and this and this. And this was like a few years ago when I still wasn't doing as much as I would if I owned that boutique now. Mm -hmm. God forbid. But she goes, if (laughs) 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 deep breath. Um, But no, if I, if I had that now and that's what I wanted to be doing there, I would do it more. I mean, there would yeah. be more of an opportunity. Like, I look back now, and I didn't really use video for my business then. When I could have, I had a freaking iPhone. Like, it doesn't take yeah. – you don't have to be a genius to, to yeah. do, like, a quick video that gets people relating. Right. Um, And going back to the whole thing about, like, practicing being on video, I mean, maybe this is just going to be a me thing, but when was the last time you took, like, a selfie and just took, like, one – and then posted it. No, you probably took like yeah, 13. Like never. Right. <laughs> never. And yeah, then you I'm picked all, your favorite. So why do you think? Yeah, like why do you think? Unless one you're video... just perfect at making a selfie. Hmm. Oh, that's, yeah, but that's, Amy like, that's not me. Too I much hope practice. You guys know that that's <laughs> Amy Belgar. It's not perfect me. At taking no, selfies. I took like 50, and then I picked the best one. Amy's yeah. like click, and she doesn't look, and then she just. Sends I don't it even off. look. I don't. I don't even. I'm like, I just pick a. I just close my eyes and pick a filter. I'm like, hmm. I'll just, you know, whatever fate decides. At Cindy Crawford, I'm like intentionally take the ugliest nine chin (laughs) photo in a group or myself. And I'm like, that's perfect. That's perfect. (laughs) So people probably meet me and they're like, I thought you were like Jabba the Hutt. I thought you had five chins, but you don't really. You don't. That's so, uh, you have a jawline. That's so crazy. Mm. Okay, Jess, so say someone's not doing video now, they're a small business, 
owner, they're a parent, what is like something that they could do today to start jumping into video? And I'm talking like on the cheap with whatever tools they probably already have mm-hmm. that they could start doing today. What would you recommend? One of my biggest recommendations if for anyone that's going to start is if you're going to start doing video, you have to introduce yourself to that world. You have to introduce yourself. So that is going to be the one thing um, that either you're going to be on camera or your voice is going to be going on this video. But you have to introduce yourself. You have to establish like, hey, I'm Jess. So my my exercise that I always, you know, I've, I've shared this in workshops is make an about you video. What can people expect from your videos that you plan to make? Um, who you are and what you have to offer them. Um, and it can be a really short, simple 30 to 45 second video. It doesn't need to have lots of bells and whistles. Um, you know, you can use your iPhone, stand in front of a window where the natural light is shining in, in, you know, not the moonlight, but the sunlight is shining on your face. Um, and most people who have a computer, which, you know, I'm assuming that everyone has a computer. Um, they come with built-in video editing software. Uh, PCs have Windows Movie Maker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Macs have iMovie. Um, they're and webcams too. So and you webcams, could use your right. laptop or your com- your desktop. Maybe right, exactly. A- if you don't have a smartphone with a with a camera, absolutely. Most all um, computers have a webcam and. Um, you know, just film something short, sweet, and simple, run it through that and, and, and try to tighten it up. That's the one thing I do recommend is tighten it up and always watch your content from as if you were not you. Uh, I think that a lot of people, I say, um, a lot or, uh, like I lead in, I can't tell you, I depend so much on jump cuts in my videos, especially mm-hmm. my answer and stuff. Because I'm reading a question that I'm improving an answer. So I'm having that thought uh, right. happen, audibly happen. And like nine chins happen, the whole thing. and and But I don't break between that and then jumping into my dialogue or my response. So cut that crap out. Just get it out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to – so it would be smart to get into the world of learning how to do simple edits. Mm-hmm. So what Jess is saying with a jump cut, that means that you're editing between those lulls and not just keeping all the video from start to finish. Right. And, you know, that may take some time to learn that, but it, usually those tools, the Windows Movie Maker and iMovie, they're very easy to use. And even smartphones have editing software now that makes it really easy, easy to, to just kind of drag and and cut it but but for most people watching videos they really want to get to just the meat and they don't want to see the lulls in between and it makes it kind of awkward and less interesting and so what Jess does she's so good at is just cutting in between those and you don't even need to move the angle or anything I think it was kind of like a a no-no back in the day that like not do jump cuts Mm -hmm. but that's the style now it's just it's very choppy but it it works and I do it a lot in my recipe videos I'm cutting all the time Mm -hmm. um and so you know when you're first starting out you might not be able to like go into like full editing stage you just need the practice but uh, I recommend learning just basic editing yeah basic editing you know cutting and and you know splitting and connecting clips um and and like amy said windows movie maker and iMovie i've worked with both of them before i upgraded to you know a more hefty software 
-hmm. but um, they have very simple. I mean, it's literally like the top toolbar is like those basic things. Right. Um, and, and if you're not comfortable sitting there and spending the time to edit through something, practice what you're going to say over and over again to the point where you're not having those lulls and you're right. not having those ums and, um, and, um, and how um. perfect is that? And, um, <laughs> so I think that that, that's another option if you aren't comfortable yet with learning how to edit something in, in a piece of software to just practice your delivery. Um, over and over and over and over right. again, and and you'll get it right. Um, and especially with with the activation to do and about you, you know about you. You know what you know. It, it's essentially you are giving your elevator pitch on a on camera. That's that's essentially what it is. Instead of standing next to somebody to go up four four stories, you're doing it to your webcam or your phone. Or, you know, if you have a point-and-shoot or a DSLR with video capabilities, you're doing it to whatever hardware you have available to you. And, you know, you should have that down pretty pat. So. Right. And also, I think it's good to know that you don't have to be completely perfect mm -hmm. and that people like to see you being human as well. So you don't want it so polished that right. people are like, oh, you know, I can't really relate to this person because, yeah. you know, and I, and I know Jesse does a lot, you know, you might burp or fart or something in the middle and, you know, <laughs> she's just, it in and she I just keep keeps it in. it in. And I know that you're more of a human blogger, a human blogger. I am more of a human <laughs> blogger. Yes. Um, I did leave my robotic life to be a human blogger. She's a human humor blogger. And so she, you know, has funny stuff. And so you don't necessarily yeah, farts need to... are more appropriate. I'm not me. saying that you should keep your farts in, but I'm saying that if you do say um or uh or you kind of like drift off for a second, don't feel like you have to make it totally polished and perfect, but make it where it's comfortable to consume and easy okay. to consume by whoever's watching it. Do you well, have any resources for like really easy editing that like people, like if they look at it, they've never done any kind of editing before. It might even something as easy as iMovie might be like, I have no idea how to use this. Do you, do you know of any resources or maybe we um, can find something? Yeah, it's called youtube.com. Yeah, there really, you go. I mean, <laughs> That's uh, very, very, true. very, very truly. Um, I, when point. I upgraded, I upgraded, uh, uh, I upgraded, upgraded, I upgraded, I upgraded. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thanks mom. Um, no, I upgraded to Adobe Premiere Pro and I didn't know if my head from my ass on how to use it. Mm -hmm. And I just fell down a rabbit hole of a bunch of dudes that just show you how to do things. You know, when I got Adobe Premiere Pro, I didn't, I did not know from my head from my ass on what to do with it. And so I just went to YouTube and I said, how do I make a jump cut in Adobe Premiere? And I watched a five minute video of some guy that was like, Hey, this is how you do it. You click this, you click that, da 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 da. And I mean, you can really learn the basics from, ironically enough, the medium you are interested in publishing to. Right. Um, so it's, well, it's you can it's, learn more than the basics too. I mean, my partner comes yeah. from twelve years of broadcast, and he'll still he'll be like, mm, "How do I do this really fancy thing I'm trying to learn?" And someone out there has a video yep. showing so you true. how to. You Personally, know, I watched... Render a 3D some... I don't know. Whatever. Yes. Like, last <laughs> night, last night I spent like two hours. I had my YouTube app on my TV. I watched like two hours of After Effects tutorials on yeah. different awesome. types of text animations. I mean, that's the kind of stuff when you really fall hard into video <laughs> that you might spend your time doing. Start to geek out a little yeah. bit. And and fair and warning. It, the best part, it's free. 
It's free. It's Those free. are free resources. It's free yeah. resources. And guess what? Video is free. a free marketing tool. It's very much unlike buying a TV commercial spot that's thousands of dollars. And one of the things we want to talk about is the differences between a TV video commercial and the kind of videos that we're talking about, which are more made for online, on the web. And I kind of mentioned that they're more casual, but also... What else? What other differences do you think that there are between those two? Yeah, I mean, I think there there are very definitely much different bones to the two types of video. Um, you know, a TV commercial, a lot of what people will, quote, put up with as a viewer with a TV commercial or a TV show or whatever is based on um, sort of preconceived or, or familiarity. They know the network they're watching. They have some sort of interest or or um, loyalty, if you will, to that that network or that brand or there and there's a lot of habituation. We watch TVs for decades mm-hmm. and we sort of are familiar. We know what what to expect and this is how it goes. And so you put up with it sort of in in a very negative way of saying it. But you sort of like endure maybe this, that, or the, you know, length and, and people taking their time to get to the point on something or whatever, because you're just, that's what everybody's used to. And that's sort of how it goes with internet video. It's, it's going out to an audience that is not a TV viewing audience. Those are not, someone doesn't go onto the internet to spend 30 minutes watching one thing. They just don't. That That's not, it's what I call the internet attention span the attention mm-hmm. of a gnat they want to see something they want to move on yep. they want to get what they need they want to move on so it's very fast paced and um you know that's where going back to jump cuts jump cuts are are what are going to move you through a piece of content um so much faster and maintain and retain the attention of the audience member um in one of the workshops a lot of people say well how long should my video be? And that, that to me, I cringe every time I hear that. And I think I'm, I am very much the only person I, in video, in the video, internet video industry that, that has ever agreed with myself on this, um, where it's less about how long is the video runtime is different than your timing. And I think timing is the more important thing to focus on. Are you maintaining a beat? It's about finding your beat of delivery um, and, and it being captivating. And that's not to say that a very slow, like you have slow piano music and it's very bright and soft focus and this beautiful like montage of movement that that's not going to captivate. I've sat through 15 minutes of this beautifully portrayed like family experience in a field and there's soft glow everywhere and it and it it was beautiful it's a beautiful thing to watch but on a typical day somebody that's on the internet on social media especially um wants to they see a play button they hit the play button they just want to get through it fast so the the tempo of that content needs to be faster you want to capture and maintain the attention and move through what you are are attempting to deliver in a in a more speedy fashion without just being like the guy that talks fast and says like the the fine print at the end of a car commercial like <laughs> we right. don't want that 
you want a balance between that guy and like the guy slowly walking through the Honda dealership and showing you the features like Vanna White in slow motion. Like that's that's something people kind of put up with on TV commercials and TV because they're habituated to the experience. Mm -hmm. And the internet is habituating people to a new experience that they already kind of have like a, well, I'm coming here because I want it fast. If I wanted it slow, I'd turn my TV on. So, Well, and another big difference between content that's going to be on television and content that's going to be on the internet is there's no like description that goes along with a television show or a commercial in the way that you do if you post it on Facebook or YouTube. You have right. you can add a whole paragraph with links and other things that they can go look at. You don't have to have every last freaking detail in, the, in your video. Like right, it yeah. doesn't have to be like an all encompassing experience. Like for the recipe videos, you don't have everything in there because it links to a recipe. You don't have to right. have all mm. your whatever links. Like you're not gonna go in your video. Oh and by the way, go to this link. HTTP colon. Yeah. Slash yeah. like there's so much dot. more <laughs> it's a different way it's more like you're giving people like a snippet you're teaching yeah. them something really cool yeah. but you have a way to give them more information it's like you, you just you just have to sh- you get to show them just the fun parts of what you're doing yeah. and then tv you're right you have you, you have had that one all. moment and that's why it seems to be more like factual like a car commercial they'll tell you the whole it's just yeah. very like informational but I don't know that people really consume that, you know? And and so, because it's funny because last night, Ryan and I were watching TV, and of course, he's in, he makes television commercials. That's his job. And he was saying on the local level, the car commercials that they do are just very vanilla. They just get right to the point of like what the deal is and stuff. But then if you see like a national car commercial, they get to have fun. And yeah. you may not even know who the, who the brand of the car is when it's done, but you remember that commercial was really funny. But he says locally they, they, they won't do that because their budgets are, of course, a lot smaller and they've got to just get right to the point. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a double-edged sword because I get what they're trying to do because they've got to pack everything into this, this small time window. But people don't care. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of stuff that you zone out or you mute when it comes on. Right. And so. that's, I mean, I think that's another, you know, positive point in, in favor of internet video is people aren't getting, they're they're not being motivated by a TV commercial nowadays, right. especially on the local level. No offense to Ryan and his career, no, but no. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, so so it is like, and like Des said to to kind of um, validate the point that she made. You social media and delivering a video on the internet has so many complementary elements that mm-hmm. that it that that piece of content the video itself is supplementary to the actual steps of a recipe on a site or you know um any sort of you know link captioning or call to action tools that you can use like in Facebook and things like that you don't have to pack everything in you can very much use video as a promotional tool as it's um, it's a moving Instagram shot of a great OOTD, you know, that exactly. you want people to buy at your shop. Um, so, and people can give you feedback like right away versus right. a TV commercial. You may never hear feedback on that because yeah. where yeah. would you hear it unless you right. put that in that commercial on the you internet? Hear complaints, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, complaints. Like maybe you would call someone, would, but people don't use the phone anymore, do they? Like right. to actually make phone calls? No, oh, I don't. Gross. No. Ew. Gross. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah it's a big difference in, uh, and this is very self-serving because obviously you guys know I own a social media marketing business, but you can get details on who's watching your videos online. Yes. Way beyond what you're going to get from a television commercial. I mean, you're never going to get the same detail of, oh, I know that 83% of my population who viewed this video are between 24 and 35, and they live in Oklahoma, and they eat breakfast at Denny's. Do you guys have Denny's? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got Denny's. We have moves over my hammy. That's right. Moves over my hammy. But one thing that Ryan would always say when I talked about when I talk about internet videos versus television uh, commercial videos is he says that you know the audience is actually much bigger when you're putting something on television versus just my channel and I do get that but you're also having to pay for that and I don't have to pay for yeah. anything I just have to put in my time to build up my audience yeah. And and I feel like you're also getting people who are actually engaging versus people just because they saw it doesn't mean they cared yeah. or that well, they're even actually paying attention. Are, people right. like have and to I mean, get through a commercial, but people can't like came to look at your video. Right. Right. You have that exactly. privilege of I mean, them like I want to watch this, not I have to watch this. Yes. Because The Walking mm-hmm. Dead is on, and I yeah, right. like, wait. Digital raise of hands. How many people? mute the commercials between their shows yes and they're watching a show on tv and here's the other thing i haven't had cable for five years so it's like i'm not even i'm not even being exposed i mean the streaming service like hulu and stuff they you know they have bought media buys there but it's very different and they're very those even those spots that are advertisements are very much more similar to something that i would see on the internet, on yeah. Facebook, or on YouTube, um, that would play before a YouTube video. Um, so there, I, I think that the world is definitely shifting to be more, uh, more internet-based video. Even you know, even some commercials. I mean, a few years ago when Kia did the guinea pig thing, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was very much playing onto the weird, obscure interests of the internet generation. Mm-hmm. You know how. When was any other rodent a a <laughs> primary figure mascot to sell cars? Right. N- never. Right. Right. So, um, I think that it's, um, you know, it's slow on the uptake because there's still there are still those traditional seat holders, mm-hmm. you know, in in the traditional media industry. But I think that as you know, the generations that are coming into the workforce that are more familiar with the effectiveness of video and and the ways that they can complement even traditional media stuff with an online experience to that um, in video. I, I think it's it's just all going on the up and ups, guys. I agree. I totally agree. So if someone is maybe already doing video for their business, but they maybe want to make them look a little bit nicer, a, a little bit more polished... I know that you have a great uh, Amazon wish list of of products that you recommend. I Um, do. Would you be okay with sharing that with our audience in our notes? Absolutely, yes. I would absolutely love to. I have that. And then I also have a very small uh, kind of micro site that pretty much just packages the workshop that I've taught in person um, at a conference, um, into a little site and it's called dullproof.us. So dullproof.us. We will put um, all of your, um, 
gear recommendations, that site, etc., all in our blog post. So if you're listening to this now, go to theindieparent.com and go and find that post, and you can get all of Jesse's resources there. Well, also, Jesse is a part of our lovely Facebook group, and if it's okay with her, maybe you can also pop in there if you have a few questions during the show. Mm-hmm. Totally. I will, Jesse I will gets be- 50 Ooh. questions, and she's up all night sweating. Emma, sorry. Yes, You're like, I what did I agree eyes. to? What did I agree to? Oh, my gosh. I'm keeping <laughs> Red Bull in business. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I think that we have a lot of great information in there. I know that we went a little bit long, but I think that's okay because there's lots of good stuff in here. Thank you so much for listening to Season 2, Episode 6 of the Indie Parent Podcast. You can catch us every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at theindieparent.com. If you want to chat with us on Instagram or Twitter, use the hashtag, hashtag IndieParent, and Amy and I will get back to you there. Thank you again, Jesse, for being our guest d'honneur. Thank you, guys. And yeah, we're going to have more guests in the future. So we're really excited about this because probably, I don't know, do you guys want to listen to us talk all the time or you want some like awesome indie parents? Come on. Who wouldn't? I mean, come on. (laughs) All right. I came to listen to you two. (laughs) I know you did. And if you want to join us in our special private Indie Parent Facebook group, head over to the website, theindieparent.com again, and you will find a link there. Come and say hi. Meet new Indie Parents. Mums, dads, all of you, come and join us. Come share your knowledge and get to know everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.